Digitize live from your company name here. Your studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Joining us as always is Gordon on this wonderful Wednesday night. Gordon over Las Vegas. Gordon, how are you doing tonight, sir? I am doing all right. I think it's a bit a little less always than normal today. A little well, always less than normal. Well, there's I've been missing what I've missed. We've missed a few shows recently, so but that's okay. Uh, it's either me, Mike, or you, or all three of us, or it's always you. Life goes on. Well, that's because we haven't quite figured out a way to create redundancy so that if I'm out, you guys can still record an episode and put it out. We got to get to that level because that'll take a lot of <laughs> off of me. But yes, uh, we're your consistently inconsistent podcast. Mike is out because, well, we don't communicate outside the show. And I, <laughs> I hit him up. Oh, sorry, dude. I forgot that it was Wednesday. So Mike's out. Gordon's been. And things are just moving right along. Oh, Long week. Long week. So I was thinking about something. Okay. Well, actually, I've got a lot of squirrels running around right now, but let me pick one. Um, Do you have the occasional chipmunk in there? You know, it's such a blurry mess, it's hard to tell. That is the one mammal. That is the one tree-bound mammal that I miss living in Florida. Yeah, we don't really have them or squirrels here. We have an abundance of squirrels and no chipmunks. Guess it's just too damn hot. Chip- too damn. Actually, we did have some chipmunks out here, but they were brown squirrels. Not to do a super oh. dad joke, but the only chipmunks you're going to find in Florida in Orlando. Not Disney. Oh. We were talking about the new tundra. Mm-hmm. And you had thoughts on the new tundra? I have. The ass ends are getting ugly on cars, and I get it. Look, all the cars are designed via computer for the best wind aerodynamics to get the best gas mileage to meet cafe standards so they can yada, yada, yada. You think that's true, though? Yes, that's why every car looks the The only same reason now. I'm asking that, and that's car, but trucks is getting bigger and squarer and yeah. blockier. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't know. See, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, wind physicist. Or an aerodynamics mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> um, I do know it's got like a spoiler looking thing on the back. You know, I, that's kind of what I was going to get to with all the fairings and inlets and doodads on these trucks now. They may Aero. be at a premium uh, wind resistance um, because like the Tundra, I mean, it almost looks like it has a built in spoiler on the tailgate. The taillights yeah, themselves flare the out Ford just a little Chevy, bit. They got the, 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 yeah. They, uh, they almost look like that. A little wink to the 1950s, <laughs> you know, just they kind of flare out in the old Buick style. Well, remember the picture I sent you of my Tacoma? You're like, wow, that looks different. But mm-hmm. it was just the angle, and it's got the same thing going on, but it was built into the tailgate. Angle Not the as extreme. Now, did you see the new picture of the new Tacoma Well, that I sent you? Real quick, though, the front end of the Tundras, too, and the new Tacomas, they kind of look like what you would design a video game truck to look like if you're trying to guess what it'll look like 10 years from now. It's like they're pushing the almost like the here's what we think cars of the future is going to look like into it again. And it's a great I, little. I think it, it's that is the modern look. Now my thing is, I think the Tacoma you can still tell it's a Tacoma by the grill. Yeah. But I think one problem humanity and man has is we tend to get married to an idea of what something should look like. 
I suppose, but then there's also the natural the natural what looks good to you. Right. Some people, it's because, a fucking and, and chihuahua. And the reason I say that is every time the new Su- a Subaru would come out with a new variant of the WRX STI or WRX, people, oh, man, it looks horrible, looks bloated, blah, 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 blah. But before you know it, they've got one. I was the same way with right? the Jetta when it came out with the plunging neckline grill. And mm-hmm. they were they were like the vanguard of the plunging neckline grill, and that's where the chrome grill just went all the way down to the bottom of the bumper like a plunging neckline on a shirt. And then mm-hmm. obviously Audi's the same company, so they did it. But then you would start seeing it spill over into different trucks and cars. Everybody had that chrome plunging neckline for a few years. And so when that first came out, it kind of turned me off, but then I, it grew on me. Yeah, and I think that's what it is, is, especially like with that Tundra, it's such a big departure because the outgoing model – the model that had gone out was probably like that for a good 10 plus years. Which I almost and, forgot what it's like to drive a Tundra. I've been driving a Tacoma for 17 days now. You having fun with it? Uh, I enjoy the on-demand four-wheel drive. I know that sounds, why are you saying on-demand? They're all like that. Yeah, but it's different than having, you know, getting out and locking your lugs. But yeah, the on-demand four-wheel well, drive is nice, but um, I want my truck back. Uh, <laughs> well, do you find it a little easier to zip in and out of traffic? The gas mileage is nice and the and the and the shuffling around's nice. I don't know. Maybe I would notice it more if I didn't own two Tacomas prior to my Tundra. Maybe if I went from a Tundra first time ever driving Tacoma, I would notice it. But it's just like it's just like I went back four years and just driving to work in my regular in my taco. Except with a little more power. Yeah, a little a bit lot more power. It's got a lot more power. Actually. They've had the Volkswagen for forty-seven days. That does not surprise me one bit. They're claiming it'll be ready by Friday. They're saying it's in reassembly. I don't know. All I know is if it's not done in 18 days, we're going to have no cars because <laughs> they're taking back the, the 30 days up on the second run. will be gone. We'll be like, um, we need to borrow a car. Yeah. And so, I'm sure you would deal with it out there too because I went on to see what a rental car would be like. That's why I drove. 60, 70 <laughs> bucks a day. That's and I was why like, I drove. I'm like, oh, that, 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 that's, right. that's right. When I went to Ohio, I got it on that Toro app, and I was able to get like an Ultima for like 19, 20 bucks a day. No, even the people renting out their cars, they know what this market's worth. And even on Toro, the damn car, other people's cars are still $65, $70 a day. It's like, I can't swing that if I got to rent a, you know, so uh, they damn well better get one of our cars done before the end of the month because we need a mode of transportation. Because we're carpooling. Luckily, she literally works one street and one canal over from me, but her day starts about 45 minutes earlier than mine. And so it's like... You know you live in Florida when you mark it by a street and a canal. Only in Cape Coral. Um, as Carrie was kind of surprised to find Cape out. Cape Canal? Cape Coral is the only town in all of Florida that has as many canal systems as we do. We have like over 900 miles worth of canals. So they should just call Cape Canal. Yeah. Or mm. Little Italy. Or Venice. Why, why Which one Venice? has all the canals in Italy? Venice. It would be Venice, yeah. yes. We already have a Venice, Florida, and they don't have any canals, so that's ironic. It's a little further. Yeah, plus Venice, and Italy's canals aren't full of alligators. So with all your squirrels, did your squirrels ah, get away? Just ADD. Feeling a little ADD today, that's all. Speaking of alligators, they don't, okay. they're not my number one concern right now out on the water. Would that be the old nope rope? I wish Mike was here tonight. Yes. I posted a video. I still have checked my footage, but the third this is the third time this has happened to me, but this is the first time it's a visually confirmed fucking cottonmouth. The other two were just like water snakes. 
we were out fishing on Sunday and I was in the middle of the canal. I wasn't near the bank. I wasn't like trying to get a bait out of a tree and clear to anywhere you would think a visual nest would be. I'm just in the canal, come around the corner and this fucking thing is hauling ass right at me. Not swimming in the, the straight line. It's bodies out to its side doing the speed racer, you know, like you see them do down like roads in the desert and shit where they're sideways. Like a side winding. Yeah. yeah. He was swimming at me like that. And I'm like, oh, real, 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 real. Luckily, I just put a new rudder system on my boat, so I have a quicker, quicker, but not quickest because it's still 12 foot long. I have a quicker turning radius on my kayak now, so I was able to turn around. It wasn't until I started paddling the other direction that he finally started swimming off that way. And you're saying, well, what's the big deal here in a kayak? My kayak's literally, uh, the surface of my kayak where I'm sitting is about nine and a half inches off the water. And if anybody's seen the video where that tiger shark just bit that guy's goddamn kayak, and that was like a 15 to 17 foot kayak. I'm on a 12 foot. He's lucky his foot was, he was suffering from kayak um, fatigue. Did you see that video at all? I did. He was suffering from what I call kayak fatigue. And that is when you have your foot on your pedals for so long, your legs are numb. So you, you put them out on the sidewalls and so you're kind of going spread Eagle if his foot was on the... You're saying he was, he was feeling like he's sitting on the toilet too long? He was kind of like the old bikers you see who have the cruise pegs on their biker bikes. And so instead of putting them on the normal peg, they put them up on the high peg. I'm just like they're at the gynecologist. Yeah. Well, we do that too. We put our legs up on the sidewall. And so if his foot was down on that peg, he, he would have gotten bit. Because his foot was up, on, up in the proverbial force, you know, gynecologist, the thing bit right on the side of his boat. Well, snakes will do the same thing, not bite the boat, but... It wouldn't take much effort for them to jump on top of my boat and haul ass right towards me and bite me on the foot or well, wherever. What about the paddle? Would it not make a decent weapon? Well, there is a YouTube video where a guy is smacking the snake, but here's the thing, and this is what the scary part is. That's a snake That's a snake coming at you from your 9, 11, 12, 1 through 3 o'clock. What if the fucker's coming from 6 o'clock? You're not looking behind you. I see you say there's a war on snakes right now. I'm saying they are more of a threat. They are more hostile than alligators are. Alligators alligators disappear so quick that it are next to impossible to get on a GoPro, which is why you don't see them on my channel. Other than like you'll see me point an arrow to what looks like a lump because, as you know, because you've shot, GoPros not only are not known for their zoom, but they shoot further back to get a, to get a wider screen. And kind of like your photo. Yeah, kind of like the opposite of your side mirror in your car. It says object is closer than they appear. Actually, the objects are actually just like your mirror. They are closer than they appear, but on the camera, they look further back. And so when you see those videos with alligators up close, the snakes up close, and somebody shooting the GoPro, that fucker's a lot closer than you think because in order to get it on the, on the screen of that GoPro to, to get that visual, that's pretty damn close. And so I have never had an alligator charge my boat, but I've had three water snakes do it now. Interesting. And one could make the argument. And I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of snakes. So I get it. Sorry. Huh? I already carry the Glock. Do I need to carry my K bar with me? Well, yeah. You don't <laughs> want to put a hole in your boat either. I'd rather put a hole in my boat that I can plastic weld and have fucking venom put in my leg. Yeah, but how quick a snake moves? Are you that good? I don't know. Well, I mean, if I can hold it off and it's getting angry on my paddle. You know, paddle's not exactly a samurai sword or a bow. It's a big, fat, wide, eight-foot-long fucking... You'd have, to, you'd have to edge it with the paddle. And furthermore, I got two seven-foot poles sitting behind me, so I, you know, anyhow, <laughs> it's, 
It's just one of those things you don't think of. Oh, alligators, alligators. Fuck that. The water yeah, snakes. You're better off if that happens, tipping your boat over and going into the drink. Water snakes is where it's scary. Those fuckers. Like, I, there's another video. Just go Maybe on YouTube. Go on YouTube and just type in a snake venom kit on your on your ride. Yeah, just go on YouTube and type in watermark. I'm pissed. I'm gonna carry. Oh wait, this is not a jellyfish. Type in watermark mock moccasin. Water moccasin charges kayak or boat. There's one chasing a fucking John boat, and this guy's got their motor open wide up. I think I. Is... Yeah, I think I. Is that one of the ones you shared? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It's uh. So that's like. I don't know. It's just, just never know. Unsettling. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I was. It's not like once again I was near the bank, near a burrow, or, you know, molesting some baby snakes. I was just paddling around a corner, and that thing just came right out. He he probably traveled fifteen Did you twenty get feet. A little the uh, wolf buck. It wasn't until two days later, and I when I start to think about it, you know, when it happens, it's like, oh wow, crazy fucking snake. Mm-hmm. And then you're like. That crazy Kinda snake. Like two ducks fucking. Yeah, that crazy snake and two ducks fucking head. That thing had some ulterior motives, just like Gordon's two ducks fucking. Now you got a name of the show. Crazy snake and two ducks fucking. Two ducks fucking. All yeah. right, there we go. The episode set. We got a name. We are done. Okay, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up. You know, I'm going to try to get our old friend Bill on the show. Is this is this uh, Taco Truck Bill? Unsupervised podcast Bill. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem What's is they shoot their episode at the same time we do ours, or they oh, really? do theirs about an hour earlier. Actually, no, they may. I think they do it on Tuesday. So now that so he's we no longer banking, Bill. Uh, no, he's he's fucking food truck, Bill. And maybe no, they shoot on Tuesdays. We used to shoot. No, they shoot on Mondays. We used to, and we scooted to Wednesday. So they, I probably could reach out to him, and maybe I will, and see if we'll come on next week. But we had this issue, God, 10, 11 years ago, oh, when pig, Bill. When uh, a Euro truck that I first came across ran by a guy, a German fella. Dude, dude we were totally going to had the I had the idea of doing a Euro Greek truck here when I about 2010, and we we're going to call it Rolling Zorba. There you go, like um, dancing Zorba, but rolling. But you guys might run into the same issue, if not harder, because of the super strong big restaurant. Big restaurant. Got so many empty fucking lots out here and, and desert. Well, uh, you would think after the pandemic, inflation, unemployment being through the roof, that the People's Republic is Cape Coral, as my father so affectionately <laughs> named them 18 years ago, who pointed out when we tried to run a business in t- this town, they are not small business friendly. I bet they're big business friendly, though, because they get more tax money. When I first met Henry at the Euro Chicken Grill... Over on uh, Cape Coral Parkway, he was complaining that they would make him pack his truck up every night and go store it, even though he was parking it. He was paying like sp- parking spot lease rate in this Napa parking lot. It was a gr- it wasn't like a Napa store; it was a Napa garage. It was a mechanic shop. So my understanding, and I kind of see, and I don't know if they don't require that down here, but the Southern Nevada Health District actually requires all trucks to operate out of a commons commissary make sure that they're clean all the food stored not on the truck but inside a a uh, a food service distribution place basically that makes sense but here 10 12 years ago henry and the food truck guys fought it and they were able to leave you know obviously if you're setting up in a public parking that's one thing but if you're literally having a lease agreement with a property owner who owns a mechanic shop a bait shop whatever flower shop you're paying rent there you're plugging you know you can plugging in their water hose and getting electric off them, things are fine. 
I could have swore because he's German. You're about to say food truck Kaiser. Fast forward a few years. Nothing. Um, I drove by and he, he had to move because the owner of the Napa got injured and passed away in a tow truck accident. And so the daughter moved down and took the mechanic shop and just sold it because she wasn't a mechanic. And so Henry had to move to a new location and he ended up moving across the parking lot after a few months and you drive by and you think he's gone. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing generators running. You're like, what the hell? What's with the generators? Dateline, Cape Coral, Florida, May 15th, 2023. For weeks, food trucks in Cape Coral have been managing without their usual outdoor seatings, tents, and other features pleasing for the customers due to the city's new ordinance. A lot of these trucks who paid these rents, they would have plastic tables, some umbrellas because it's fucking Florida, right? A lot of these I guys. I believe there was a food trailer at the gas station right down the street from you. Mm-hmm. And these it's guys primarily cater to mm-hmm. your guys, your your crews who are out going to construction sites, landscapers, service personnel, people like me when I used to drive around the town all the time. Food truck owners express how the new ordinance would make it more difficult to serve customers before it was implemented. Having to eat in your vehicle on lunch is not very pleasant. The code compliance division manager, Todd Hoglander, states they were, I'm sorry, there weren't any violations in the past week. Wink Nukes spoke to Audrey Castile, the owner of Los Taquitos, a food truck that has to have, who had to have just since the new ordinance. Quote, it's not fair for the customers who work on roofs not to have a place to sit down for 20 or 30 minutes on their lunch break. They have to eat in their trucks instead. Hold on. Can I stop you there? Because uh-huh. I was a guy in construction yep. out on the field. Our food trucks would roll up and literally the horn was. Well, these aren't roach coaches. These are, yeah. Yeah, all right. But yeah, we, we all eat on the curb. We all eat on the. Well, that's one thing when you're eating at the job site. But if you're getting in your car and leaving the job site and going someplace to eat, you probably want a place to sit down and maybe, you know, get away from the job site during lunch. We don't want these dirty damn construction workers to be seen all over the Cape eating food out in front of a food truck. According to Manuel Guzman, the chief operating officer of Millie's Dominican Kitchen, numbers have decreased since the ordinance has been in effect. While customers were used to sitting in the same location all the time, I'm sorry, customers get used to seeing you sitting in the same location all the time, which is what I experienced with Henry. So if they drive by and they don't see you, they automatically assume you've moved or left or the business has gone under because now all their tables are gone, their seating's gone, and what they don't cover in this story is now they... I got a business idea for you. Hold on. One thing they don't cover... Food service, food truck tracking app. There you go. Well, the other problem, too, is which is why Henry has to run a generator now and he's spending an ass load of money on gas. They no longer allow you to hook up to the building that you're renting space from. So you can no longer run that extension cord across the parking lot. That's typical anywhere, though. Well, I did explain to him. I said, well, to be a little fair on that, inside the business, they're not allowed to run orange extension cords either. That's just a flat... That's just a flat code compliance thing because they know, well, if you're hooking up that piece of electric equipment with an orange extension cord, you're going to forget about it. It's never going to get permanently installed. Those extension cords aren't meant for permanent use. And as you know, the insulation cracks down on them and they become fire hazards. So even inside, you can't use orange extension cords. But now there's no hooking up. They can't have their seating areas. And so they're, even though they're paying for lot space, they're basically no different than a mobile food truck now. So, well, and that's kind of what they were to begin with, but maybe, and I've seen this in other towns too, is like a food truck park. 
Well, I was talking to the lady who was working on Henry's, and he's, she said that some of them are mentioning that. They're trying to find a location where they can all pull in, park. And, as and you, we do. We have a, a, a grip of trucks that move around, uh, and they park in certain places. And there's a, actually a Facebook page that you can follow if you're so inclined. And then we have what's also called the Foodie Fest. I think like twice a year now where basically all these food trucks come together in a huge parking lot somewhere. And it's, it's, a, it's a sanctioned event and everything. That's when we actually, the Foodie Fest was how we got White, White Castles. Castles here because the White Castles truck was the busiest truck there. You'd stand in line for two hours. Yeah, you used to tell me they'd come to town. and Oh, yeah, we're going to go stand in line in White Castle. And then the other month across the street when uh, one of the businesses opened, I was pulling out to go take the dogs for a walk. And what did I see? The grandest of all food trucks, and it was an In-N-Out catering truck. Nice. That they're cooking on. Well, I think what tends to happen now with this ordinance is because of most of, quote-unquote, downtown Cape Coral or the developed business areas of Cape Coral are right by the river. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cats are just picking up steaks and driving over to Fort Myers and setting up shop. Like, fuck it. Why deal with it? Exactly. Just go across the river. Path of least resistance, man. Speaking of food and hassle... Next to CrossFit people, who's the most annoying folk in the world when it comes to outwardly bragging about their particular habits? World War II reenactors? Besides them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually real- guys. Vegans. Oh, yes, vegans. They're Vegetarians. Very- oh, wait, wait, hold on. You just reminded me. There's a couple... Now in front of uh, stores out here on the stop signs, and it's so – it was in front of Smith's. I saw it. Uh, it says, stop eating meat. You're causing – Because so cars, fall. cows fart. No, it wasn't cow farts. It was something else, and it was, like, completely off base. Well, know? that's what they're going for now. They're, they're losing and the – It's like it's, it doesn't even make sense because the science – your, your science is not even science. It's but science is – we learn one thing we learned during COVID was science is not science. No, science is science. Science will always science. They just don't want to discuss the science. Sciencing in front of everybody to get them conf- – because they feel that they're too dumb to understand. What's more annoying, a vegan, a celebrity – a survivalist or a vegan celebrity survivalist? I would have to say the last. Is there such thing as a vegan survivalist, though? There used to be until he came you? around. Bear yeah. Grylls is embarrassed by his past vegan diet, he I says. Realize, I did not realize he was a vegan. Says he's never been better with his all-meat diet. Oh, he's gone carnivore. He went the other direction. Which is surprising that he wouldn't have been that way anyhow, being somebody who was like in the British Special Forces. Um, TV survivalist host insisted he was, quote, wrong to think a vegan lifestyle was good for you and says his, um, sorry, was good for his health and the environment. TV survivalist host insisted he was wrong for thinking that the vegan lifestyle was good for his health and the environment. Survivalist and survival equipment retailer at Walmart, Bear Grylls admits now he's embarrassed by his previous vegan diet, admitting he was wrong to think, as we just said in the headline twice, that it was good for his health and the environment. Grylls, who previously practiced both vegan and the vegetarian lifestyle, recently revealed that he has begun switching to a diet consisting entirely of red meat, eggs, and organ meat, which is a very important aspect of... Awful. Tastes like shit. 
That's where the term awful comes from. It's awful, O-F-F-E-L. Prior to this, he went so far as to publish a cookbook called Fuel for Life that attacks society's unnatural ways of breeding, keeping, and killing animals. But Wednesday, however, the eventualist told the UK Telegraph that he was, quote, wrong to attack meat. He says, I was a vegan quite a few years ago. In fact, I wrote a vegan cookbook, and I feel a bit embarrassed because I really promoted that. I thought it was good for myself and the environment. And I thought time and experiences and knowledge, I'm sorry, and though time and experience and knowledge and study, I realized I was wrong on both accounts. Grills first revealed that he had moved from his vegan lifestyle back in November, remarking that many of the foods that he ate at that time appeared to have negative effects on his health. Since switching to an all-red meat and animal organ diet, he now claims his body has never been better. And once again, this is a guy who was in the Special Forces. For a long time, I've been eating so many vegetables, thinking I was doing good for me, but I just never felt it had given me any of the good nutrients compared to the nutrient uh, destiny I get when basic, from basic blood and bone marrow. Red meat, he said. I've tried to listen to my body more, tried to listen to nature, and I don't even mess with vegetables or miss them at all. I don't go near them. And I've never felt stronger. My skin is better. My gut's never been better. You mean you're getting collagen? I found that I found a counterculture way of living. I embraced it. I've found a counterculture way of living of embracing red meat and organs. Now I kind of see the organ parts as being counterculture, but I don't see how red meat's counterculture. I guess unless you live in Hollywood and you're surrounded by vegans. But I think most of us living in the real world, we don't see eating red meat as well, counterculture. You got to remember, that's just it. The world, world, real world is now counterculture. Yep. It's, it's insane. Natural food, just like our millennia of ancestors would have eaten for hundreds of thousands of years. And out of all the different things I do for my health, I think that probably been the biggest game changer in the sense of improving my vitality, well-being, and strength, skin and gut, it's just it's just been getting away from the processed food and making a predominant thing in my diet being red meat and liver and all natural stuff. It's so hard to get off that shit. I'm so oh look at that, my camera died again. Yeah, I saw that. I'm in so you know I I think I think this computer that I use suffers from USB problems because that, that's a USB camera. Um, I have a USB sound card, and my mouse runs like crap. Why does it seem like every computer you get, there's always one bad USB? Well, the, the, box? the thing is, is I'm using two. I'm using Onboard for my mouse, and then I actually have a PCI Express um, card that I use for other devices. So it's not like they're all running through the same chipset. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know what the deal is, but it says it can't start it. Who cares? The audio is the important part. But, Absolutely, but yeah, getting off the the junk, uh, like I'm trying to get back into it. At it's home, I've been do. yes, I know Gatorade's not the best for you, but at home I've been making homemade Gatorade with the scoop because I realized I can buy like 17 gallons of Gatorade mix for what 10 bottles cost. Yeah, and, and you can um, dumb down the, uh, the the ingredients a little. Yeah, you can cut it with more water if you need to. But I still at work, I I sneak off or before I go to work, I pick up. I pick up at least one tall boy Mountain Dew. Yep, that's the worst stuff right there, and I can't. I'm having a hard time too. But I, so that, that's how I'm bad is a, one tall boy Mountain Dew in 12 hours though? 
Um, well, it's still 200 calories, but compared to eating, drinking. The amount of sugar just in a regular size Coke is like 11 tablespoons or yeah, some shit. It sucks. So, but yeah. I do drink a lot of plain black coffee at work, too, though. So Plain black coffee. Plain black coffee. Before we wrap up the food topic, we went to Chick Fiddle the other day. Yeah, how were the vittles at Chick Fiddles? Tiny. Chick Fil A is not known for their flat chicken. Nope. We've had many a conversation on this podcast and even on my YouTube channel where I went around and tried all the quote unquote best spicy chicken sandwiches. Right. We know a thing or two about chicken around here. We used to boil it and serve it up ourselves. <coughs> fry it. You deep fuck? fry it. Can't fucking boil well, technically, when you put it in the honey penny and you sap that bitch down and it's airtight, that that oil's boiling, boiling pretty fucking hot. <laughs> boiling oil, boiling oil. But yeah, we went to got two spicy chicken sandwiches the other night, and oh, both of them, well, it was me and Carrie, two people eating. So you can't say it's just a one-off. Well, you just got the one small chicken breast out of the bottom of the bag. Both of them, God damn, these were are very reminiscent cake. of a Wendy's. New chicken sandwich. It's, a cup. Yeah, it's like the buns. I'm looking were, for some D's or some. Double the buns D's. were awfully close. That top and bottom bun were awfully close to making contact. It was that bad. I was like, so you're saying it was like a couple of slices of cheese in there is is the equivalent of the chicken? It's like Chick Fil A's. Not you're saying it's like the gas station chicken sandwiches. Thick. Yeah, it's and it's like, is this because there's a lack of chicken around, or are they just trying to? I mean, it's not like their their chicken breast is real. It's not like it's compressed Wendy's or McDonald's. I understand. Oh, well, we cut back on the amount of meat we compress into our chicken sandwich. We can save money on the back end. Or like, what? Are they buying smaller chickens to save money? We're adding pink slime. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, come That's on. Crazy. McDonald's came out saying that they uh, they're surprised. Their CEO is surprised to discover that people are upset about their ever increasing prices. <laughs> No shit, Sherlock. I saw this great TikTok, guys, about our age. Not, not only is the pricing going up, but the service is going down. Guy about our age, he's like, this is a black guy, he's like, McDonald's, stay in your lane. He's like, you guys forgot your role. Yeah, we ate McDonald's in the 90s, early 2000s. We didn't eat it because it was a delicacy. We ate it because we were all poor as hell, and your shit was cheap. You were the equivalent of Taco Bell. You're serving the same quality crap, but you're charging us five guy prices stay in your lane right. it's like oh wow what people are getting mad about her yeah you have a nine dollar cheeseburger now it's that, it's that tipping point and then places like this state's going to go to the 15 dollar an hour minimum wage it's a, a, a every year or two increase until they get there so every time that goes up the prices at the uh, fast food establishments go up and then the middle class gets to squeeze you know and we're going to be like well fuck it we're the ones who buy everything. We ain't buying shit. I can't afford it. I'm just going to cook it myself. Do better anyway doing that. Yeah. I need to get back into cooking home more. It's funny. You kind of mentioned about how things are running in the government. I had a thought today. Oh, it's boy. based off of a quote that I saw from, uh, oh, shit, Kurt Vonnegut. Something along the lines of when I see the people from my class running the country i know we're doomed well i know we're doomed because ours was the historic class that nobody ran for office and got everything canceled so you know 
I got to thinking. I think, I think I think our generation is the ones who really fucked up the kids too. Yeah. Well, the problem is we were the feral generation, but unfortunately, we overcorrected as parents. I think. I yeah. can't take blame because I don't have any kids. Yeah, it was. But that's I think what it's I've Big seen. Lisa's generation that's responsible for this. She's a couple years older than you. Same generation, dude. Yeah, she's at the early stages of it. it's their fault. Because, I mean, I was raising kids at the same exact time. But so. her parents were the same age as our parents. So. But, uh, you know, it's a scary problem. is You know, we there's the Republican senator, congresswoman, whoever, who's trying to incorporate a cognit- cognitive test for any member of government over 65, just some basic questions, make sure they can formulate a thought. Obviously, Biden would be out. And so, of course, all the Democrats are trying to shoot the idea down. But honestly, it's no different than getting a driver's test when you turn 70. And and I think that's part of the problem. Just a cognition test, man. That's all we need to make sure you still understand that one plus one is not chair. The way our, our, our government, both sides are set up, a and majority a- of the top-ranking officials are like 70 or 80 years old. Mm-hmm. They're at that age where they don't give a fuck what they do. They want the money now because they're not going to be alive in 20 years to see the full consequences of their bad policies. Nope. We're we're the ones who are going to be stuck around. And just like when our generations get older, our political counterparts are going to be doing the same shit. It's like maybe we need to start focusing on voting in people, politicians who are in their 50s and 60s so that they'll still be alive in 20 years. And oh, maybe you've got politicians going in in their thirties now. You've got uh, and Dan Crenshaw. I think he's late thirties. Hopefully, we can maintain that. But for some reason, once the old cats get into those high-ranking official jobs, they don't leave until they get they die. And so we got because you got to have term limits. Exactly, you got to have term limits, and I don't know. We got to do something, man. And not allow these special interest groups and lobbyists, and that's what's running everything. <laughs> On each side. That's why it doesn't matter which side of the aisle. They're mm-hmm. all on the take. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all, all playing the same they're game. All, they're all playing the same fucking game. They're all meeting at the country club afterwards, just laughing their asses off. I see what we did to these motherfuckers. <sighs> we pulled the wall over. You, good job, man. You clowned us pretty good today, you know? It's, uh, <sighs> it's fucking ridiculous what it is. Hey, good news. Uh-huh. Either Russia was lying about their capabilities and having... Hypersonic missiles, our Patriot missiles, are just that good. Allegedly, we have taken out everyone that they've fired. Or not us, I'm sorry, Ukraine using our weaponry. There was a huge attack recently, and six of them were supposed to be the hypersonics. All 20 missiles got taken out, 1820, by the Patriot batteries. Nice. So, that is nice. So either A, Russia was lying all along, which wouldn't surprise me about the capabilities of that dagger hypersonic missile... Or uh, the Patriots better than we thought, and that thing's been around forever. You know, so that's cool. If I say San Francisco, what do you think? Smell of homelessness, the sight of decay, and rats. And the Navy. Uh, I think that's more San Diego, but. Well. But they probably both have Fleet Week. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. San Diego. So if I say San Diego, what do you think? Um, Mission Beach. 
but yes. Uh, also, the Navy, you know, Navy down there. Want to see all the warships. Uh, the Coronado's down there. So, there's a gentleman who's been running the San Diego webcams. You see those here. We have the Cape Coral webcams, you know, websites. And you just kind of assume that those are being ran by the city. Well, apparently not, at least not in this case. And the San Diego, one of the San Diego webcams caught film footage of two naval ships almost colliding. Oops. And so people are like, well, what the fuck's going on? Well, the Navy can't have that. So they're going after the city to force these private people to put up these webcams to take them down because they're showing military movement activity, even though they're just traveling through the fucking city. But okay. And so they're interviewing this young man who's in his mid-40s who's been running the San Diego webcam system for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he said something that sounded awfully familiar, but in this context, coming out of that area, it just bumped me completely and I stopped paying attention. The man who caught two Navy ships nearly colliding in the San Diego Bay has been ordered to take the camera down. The Navy says the camera's live stream shows military activity in the area. Yeah, Kathleen, we all know San Diego is a Navy town. And let me tell you, many, many people relied on that camera to connect them to something that deeply defines our city. But now that those cameras are being taken away, we now have an interesting debate on our hands, one between privacy and public interest. It might be the San Diego webcam today, but if you don't stand up and call foul now, what's it going to be tomorrow? This video showing a near collision of two Navy ships. Where have we heard that argument before? Everywhere. It's always a slippery slope. Right? What do you think this fellow comes down on uh, gun rights and gun control? Oh, he's probably anti. Uh, it's so funny. When they go for the guns, no one cares. When they come for the webcams, where this guy's making revenue. It's like I just heard that. It's like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that before. Um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's just, it's just like between privacy oh, and public interest. It might be the San Diego webcam today, but if you don't stand up and call foul now, what's it going to be tomorrow? First, they come for your ARs, and then they come for your pistols. Absolutely. But yeah, I just heard that and started laughing. So I just, I can't. They're taking our webcams away. Who watches those other than like people working in cubicles and like seventy-year-olds? Is the way is the city-based webcam still like? Does it really pull in numbers? I mean, I know our Eagle Cam used to, but who still sits around and watches live web feeds of like a river? Hello. Hold on, I'm uh, actually looking at it. Uh, you want to see what the current video count is? Well, right now, I'm sure they got a little bit of a little bump in their traffic because people are concerned they might lose the webcam, kind of like when the Twinkies went away. Oh, no, we lost our Twinkies. Well, if they're that valuable to them, you would have never stopped buying them to force them to go away to begin with. Web feeds popular. City RSS feeds, City of Tampa. Nope, I'm, I'm down the wrong road on that one. Yep. All right. Can't well. find a simple video live cam. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely, sir. Uh, what else we got going on around here? Oh, I think the uh, grasshopper invasion's uh, upon us again. 
I kind of was guessing and I said, it's been really wet this winter and that's what brought them up in 19. And as I'm taking the pooches out for a walk in the morning, I noticed more and more grasshoppers. And yesterday I noticed a lot more. Today when I went to the gym, I'm just seeing them buzz all over the lights, seeing grackles, even though it's dark, jumping up out of trees and snacking them out, you know, snacking on them out of the air. And then uh, I got out, there was dead creek, there's dead grasshoppers in the oh. gym. And then I got out and there's just grasshoppers all over the ground. Because, you know, once the sun comes up, they just kind of go dormant and all the birds are just having a feast. And I, actually, I think there was one who was eaten by a bird because a bird had crapped on something in my yard and there was exoskeleton of grasshopper in it. I was like, oh, this is great. So, yeah, yes. Last time we had this, then it was 2020 right after that. So I'm sure there was some religious zealot going out there saying, it's the locust. It's the locust. They're uh, signs of the ends of time. Well, they're not locusts yet. They've got a morph. Has any uh, enterprising gentleman like off the truck, Tony, come up with the, the screen that you strap to the front of your car to keep the dead grasshoppers out of your grill? <laughs> nah, your... it's such a short thing here. It's not as bad as like the brood of cicadas or the, back uh, in Ohio. Or love bugs down here. Love bugs. That's the most important season, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They more don't affect us that bad down here. I think that's, that's more cool. like central Florida. Okay. Like where it started to get a little hill country before it flattens out. I think our mosquito spray might help minimize it here because we have the Lee County Air Force. They fly over in like Vietnam era Hueys and spray over all of our spray, you know. We're going to deet everybody. Yeah, they're spraying Agent Orange all over Cape Coral. Every, every... We, got the, we got an industrial canister of deep woods off. During the hurricane, they, they switched to private planes. I don't even need this shit here, and I've got it sitting on my desk. Look at that. It's got an invisible lid. Um, That's because we came back with it from Florida. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, other good news is the lake is going up in water. Uh, in water, uh, I think it's up what lake would feet. that be for people who aren't familiar? Lake Mead, there not to be confused with the Lake Mead and Cape Coral. Uh, yeah. Lake Powell, they're projecting up to sixty-five feet going up. There's been record snowfalls in uh, in snowpack in Utah and, and Colorado, so uh, that's good. Um, we're not going. That's that's just a drop in the bucket. We would really need about that much snow for the next decade have a measurable impact so we got that going on um looks like the uh, oakland a's are moving to vegas so if there is a city who absolutely hates vegas now it's uh oakland so at what point you guys want to take like a uh, a nickname like the cities where foreign teams go when their cities suck i mean pretty much every you 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 guys are like the city of sloppy second sport teams vegas golden knights is not a sloppy second team sir that is Vegas born. Okay, one out of three. And we will have NBA, and that will be Vegas born also. Uh, so basically, it'll just be the two ball team, the, the, the baseball and the football, which I know arguably is. I'm sure some soccer sports. ball team will come kicking a ball down. Oh, that we've way. got professional soccer, but it doesn't. It was Vegas born also. So uh, an expansion team, I believe. I could be wrong. So, and we do have F1, which is a huge deal. Um, it's going to be the de facto base for F1 in the United States. They're building a permanent paddock down by the Strip. So it's, it's one of the reasons I chose is the Strip. So what's interesting is they're repaving right now for the race. So they had to go down several inches, and then there's like three layers. There's a layer they put on the race surface, which I think that layer may actually cover over the manhole covers. 
uh, so they don't have to weld them down. And then obviously those will eventually get opened back up and they'll have to redo that race layer every year. Wow. For the next 10 years uh, for the race. But those cars will hit over 230 miles an hour on the strip. I remember when I lived in Long Beach and they would have the Long Beach Grand Prix and those weekends. Not that I traveled through that area a whole hell of a lot, but I remember once or twice I traveled through there and they'd have the kind of the road redirectors starting to go up or after the race you would drive down there and you'd see the lines and the paraphernalia painted on the roads and all that stuff is pretty cool. I don't know how they're going to pull this off because the grandstand's going to be at the Bellagio Fountain. Part of it's going to be in the Bellagio Fountain. They've got to drain the fountain so they can shore it up <laughs> to hold the weight. They've Why can't they just put other... some water noodles under it and put the poles in the bottom? <laughs> this is like the richest of the 1% out there that come to this thing. And then uh, there's all, all this other infrastructure that, in my opinion, it's going to be a, a tough push for them to get done. You know, the kiosk and various stands here and there. And Andrew, the and fucking bacon-ass summer, they're going to have to put some sort of sun canopy up. No. Over top the grandstand? The, the, race, the race is held in November. Oh, okay. So it'll be nice and chilly. It'll be perfect. Gotcha. So, yeah. Now, the new baseball stadium will have a retractable roof. Kind of like, There's what is no that, the Cowboys Stadium that does that? Uh, yeah, but allegedly it's going to go where the Tropicana stands. That uh, They had picked the Wild Wild West site uh, and was in a, a non-negotiable deal with stations, casinos, and they are no longer doing that. And now they're going, uh, evidently Bally, who owns, um, who owns Tropicana, told their employees, look, you got 18 to 24 months, this thing's coming down, and a baseball stadium's going in its place. Of course, the big question is how are you going to get the other $500 million out of the $1.5 billion? Now, I'm assuming a town pay. that used to be ran by the mob is pro-union, right? It's not, yeah. not union workers, but like I'm sure there's a, a fucking blackjack dealer guild, and there's a poker not, dealer guild. That, there's not... It's funny, I got some friends who are dealers, and they're not in a union at all, but they got some other kind of agreement. Um, it's not as union strong as it used to be. Yeah, because I was saying if they're, they're in a union, they would get employed somewhere. The union would have to find oh, yeah. work for them. I don't think they're, I don't know if they're union. I don't, they may be union there. But yeah, you've got the, the, uh, the biggest union here is pretty much the culinary union for all the restaurant workers. That makes sense. Workers. Bus boys. Um, and stuff like that. And those guys make, and bartenders and whatnot. But what's interesting is that you brought that up union. I just read a story that there's going to be – there's an agreement with two movie studios are going to be built here, and it's going to be real close to my house, and it's all going to be union-funded uh, with union builders. Vegas and know. Texas is going to be the new the new Hollywood. And then they're going to ruin it. Yep. Just like they ruined that. Yep. Speaking so, of Hollywood and books, but Don, you didn't say anything about books. And books. You a fan of Stephen King? No. I, I like some Stephen King. I don't read a ton of it. I think I like Dean Koontz's books better. Well, what about the, have what about the movies? The, books. Uh, the movies, I struggle with them. I did watch the latest round of It. It was all right. Well, don't forget there's the ones that we forget are Stephen King movies, like Stand By Me. Stand By Me is a good one. Shawshank Redemption. That's- Shawshank Redemption is a good one. It's when they get out there like the lawnmower, man, which the movie was completely fucked up off of the book anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then what's the other? Dreamcatcher was a great book. Well, the they're... Was, eh. I'm watching a series that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm watching on Hulu called Castle Rock. 
Wouldn't have heard of it. Now, for those of you who may not be super in-depth Stephen King fans, but seen Stand By Me, that's the town where you heard the name Castle Rock. Castle Rock. It is, is in Maine. And basically, uh, majority of his stories took place in and around this made-up place of Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Prison was outside of Castle Rock. High percentage of the population worked there. Cujo right. was outside of Castle Rock. Is Christine. It in Castle Rock? Not sure about it. But there is this series called Castle Rock that is not written by Stephen King, even though he is executive, executive producer because he makes money off his characters. But a couple of uh, a couple of writers got together and they wrote this series called Castle Rock. It takes place in Castle Rock, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all the horrible shit that happens in this cursed town. And they'll make references. They won't say, oh, remember Stand By Me? It was shortly after they found that body near the train track, so-and-so jumped off the high school, obviously making reference to Saved By Me. And Oh, I remember my mom was saying when she was growing up, this there's this horrible dog attack that happened, Cujo. You know, so through the series, they're making references, and pet, pet cemetery probably. And they're talking about the black cloud that fell over Castle Rock, but for the last eight or nine years, everything's kind of chilled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then, not to give away all the plot lines, but something happens at Shawshank Prison, and you find out about. An inmate who may or may or may have not been on the record, and the hypothesis is due to this particular inmate being locked up in Shawshank, all the bad things stopped happening because possibly his influence on the metaverse or the universe. And mm-hmm. so it goes down this interesting role. It's really interesting, and it's kind of cool. They were at a birthday party. It was just the birthday party had no real implementation on the show itself it just it was a scene that something else happened at and it was a birthday mm-hmm. party for like a seven-year-old whose name was gordy and i looked at Carrie, like, well that was homeboy's character and stand by me the one who's you know mm-hmm. d- dad said it should have been you up so his right. brother died and so it's a really good show um we're halfway through it we've been binge watching that one on hulu i've already made it through wu-tang we started watching waco the aftermath which was pretty good but mm-hmm. we got caught up on uh, a new episode of yellow jackets came out have you seen that one did see some of it. We don't have um, Hulu, Paramount we Plus. Have, we do have Paramount Plus, and I, I I think it's just a season behind because it's usually on Showtime for the new episodes. Oh uh, yeah, um, I think we got Showtime. It's built into our Hulu or but, some crap. But it's interesting. Um, you know how we watched that show, Candy? Yeah. So HBO Max has their take on it that just came out, and I couldn't watch it. I just and it had major stars. Yeah. Tell you who's in it real quick. Talking on that of that same storyline. Same exact story, but different. Yeah. She didn't have curly hair like the real girl. Right? Yeah. Jessica Biel did a damn. Well, Jessica Biel was like executive producer on that. She did a damn good job looking like that chick. It's called it's called Love and Death. I think I heard a video clip of a podcast talking about it because she's like, you want to have a kind of like how Candy went and asked that dude. You know, all formally, you want to have an affair with me? It was somebody else saying it, but it wasn't Jessica Biel's voice. So I think I've heard like promos no, for it. No, it was Elizabeth Olsen plays Candy. I think that's one of the Olsen twins. Jesse Plemons plays Alan Gore. You know who Jesse Plemons is? So, name sounds familiar. He was in um, he was in Breaking Bad as one of the um, kind of the younger, bigger uh, exterminator guys. 
Oh, Lily, Ra- Lily Raby plays Betty Gore. Lily Raby is from um, American Horror Story. Kristen Ritter. John Patrick Ritter's daughter. Fugit, Tom Pemphrey. Elizabeth Marvel. You got in here. So, yeah, definitely yeah. has a bigger cast. But Candy had a big cast, too. You had Justin Tremblake. Yes. You had uh, Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. The lady who played, and this is what's crazy, because I haven't been up to date on all these made-for-TV movies. In Candy, the lady who ended up getting the axe, mm-hmm. the actress who plays her plays the older character in Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. The one who had the... You've seen some episodes of Yellow Jacket, right? You know who she also played? Well, she also plays in Castle Rock. So mm-hmm. now Castle Rock, I just found out, came out in 2018. And all of a sudden, like, where did this woman come from? All of a sudden, she's like in all these shows we're watching. But apparently, she must have started in Castle Rock. But she's in Castle Rock, Candy, and um, Yellow Jackets. Now, I'll tell th- you the biggest show she was in. What's that? I believe she was the crazy neighbor in um, Charlie Sheen's show. Oh, is that Meline, where she started? She Meline, was... Meline Lewinsky. Linsky, yeah. She was in um, Two and a Half Men. Oh, okay. Yep. Yellow Jackets, Housebroken, The Last of Us, which is good. She's in that. She played a short role in that. Don't Look Up, Lady of the Manor, Young Sheldon, Miss America, Easy, Castle Rock, as you were saying. She's actually got a pretty... Yeah, uh, she does. She's popping up all over the place. Earl Boss, uh, his wife. Yeah, I think it goes all with Key and Peele. Yeah, she's been around, but... Yeah, and I think it goes all the way back to... Probably Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. She was the crazy one who uh, allegedly pushed Charlie into the train. (laughs) I gotcha. So... Well, she does always play a crazy character too, so that's right on right on point. But yeah, if you guys haven't watched Castle Rock, especially like if you like all the Stephen King stuff, check that out. Yellow Jackets is good, but it's kind of like, eh. I don't know. The '90s nostalgia part's cool of it. Parts of the storyline are cool, and other parts I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's like I don't know. Sometimes you'll see that in shows, like the original idea was good and. As the episodes go by. Her name was Rose. She was Rose in yeah. Two and a Half Men. Yes. Either the popularity picks up too quick and I got to start scribbling out more episodes or notes start getting pushed out by the TV stations and the original writers lose their power and they have to start writing in nonsense that's being suggested to them. I don't know. Well, it's ten- now's the time to catch up on old shit because of the writer's strike. I was going to say okay. that. It's like... I was like, you fuckers on strike again? Yeah, and it, well, it's over the streaming stuff. But they're just not getting their cut, which is just going to raise all of our rates down the down the board. Remember, um, last time this happened, what happened? That's where Dexter all reality TV shows. That's where all reality put, TV shows came from back in the day. Yeah, and back when Dexter on CBS, and that's how I got to watch Dexter. Uh, first, you know, they did a couple of obviously a little tamer edit version, but yeah, they because it was already uh, CBS. Is all part of the uh, Paramount Network. They called mm-hmm. it something else back then. I think Viacom. Yep. And uh, you know, it's all the same. Um, it's interesting now that you got Paramount Plus. I believe. Yep. Have you watched 1883? 
I watched 1883. I like it better than Yellowstone. And so I far... Was, so I was right with the writing on that then being better. Yeah, because I, I, I quit 1923 after three episodes. I haven't gone back to really? it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. I, I, I was impressed with my actor recognition skill on 1883 because I think on the first episode, first two mm-hmm. episodes, this Yankee general sits down, full-blown beard from the 1800s. All you can really see is his eyes and his voice. And I'm looking like, that's fucking Tom Hanks. Get on my phone. Tom Hanks, 1883. Got that one right. Like, Sweet. Quick little I cameo. Re- I didn't even recognize that was Tom Hanks. And then when and then the sheriff. Yeah, he's the one who said when basically he's the one who arrested him, took him to fucking prison war camp. But yeah, it was after the scene and his he's sitting there on the bench and his whole platoon's wiped out. And the general comes, sits down next to him in the blue jacket and puts his hand on his shoulder. Um, And then the... Episode. You miss Mr. Mustache. Billy Bob Thornton? No. Billy Bob Thornton's in that, too. He mm-hmm. played the, the sheriff. Talking about the old-timer. Mom's favorite actor. Oh, Sam Elliott. We all knew he was in that, but... What do you think of the ending? Sam Elliott was credited. Eh. I felt like the season didn't get renewed and they had to fucking write something off. Well, it's called 1883. You can't call it 1884. <laughs> I know, Next but year. they could have ended like we were expecting the rest of the family catching up to the final destination and having their moment. It's like they showed what happened to Sam Elliott, they showed what happened to the the gypsy and the, the black guy, and then what happened to the main characters they didn't even so you guys couldn't have done one scene, just kinda Yeah. Because run. if you if you remember the flashback in um Yellowstone it's like there's two boys there. There's John and there's another boy. And you at first you're thinking, is that the daughter's boy? Yeah. Clearly not. Well, then on uh, 1923, 1923 kind of answered the question to that. Well, 1923 also kind of led to the belief of either fucking um, homeboy wasn't available for the next season because he maybe had to go out on tour. But it's like, oh, so the show ended without showing him and his wife at their new property. No, they died. And then the yeah. next season, oh, well, yeah, they were here for 10 years, and then they called the uncle over to come run things. It's like, oh, so they just, those characters are completely negated with the exception of, like, one. Well, you know, things were a little sketchy in Montana back then, too, so, so it adds to the lore. And so, uh, you know, it would have been at least nice showing them cutting down the tree. Like, here's where our house is going to be. Nope, they make no reference. Like, he rode off into the night, and that's it. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, obviously, I want to get back to 1923. I, I like the World War One references in there and mm-hmm. and all that, but the storyline is just not. And and to be fair to the people who wrote it, it's like, oh, okay, first episode in, and we're already back to the exact same plot of every episode of the modern day Yellowstone. It's like, do I want to watch another 12 episodes of the same plot line? Oh, that's going to be coming to an end soon. It's like, so. well, and that's why it's coming to an end because that's five seasons of the same plot line, just different arch- archetypes, you know. And so when I, oh, okay, so the the sheep herders want their property. Okay, they had to make the Scottish guys out to be the bad guys, didn't they? I don't know. I I only made it to three episodes. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's just going to be eight episodes of fighting over the land, which I get. That's what Yellowstone's about. But could we have? 1883 had nothing to do with any of that. They were fucking on the Oklahoma fucking, you know. They the, were on the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, the Oklahoma Trail. I'm I'm so goddamn beautiful. They've been going on in my What life did right people now. catch on the Oregon Trail if you ever played a video game? Scurvy. No. Died of dysentery. Yeah. Yes. 
dropsy. Dropsies, indeed. Dropsies. Speaking of dropsies, you about to drop some news on the people? Sure. Don't know how good of a news it's going to be, but it's going to be an interesting one, I'm sure. Meh. Hopefully. Here Meh. we are. All right. No, we're just rolling right in? Just rolling right in. You don't like the way I do my <coughs> Man, we're good. cliche news guy voice. It's the, uh, how are you doing? How are you doing tonight? <laughs> We've already established that at the top of the yes, show. Yes, but people but... just came in. We're live. Uh, I'm, they just I'm, opened... uh, I'm now doing worse because of the question. <laughs> <laughs> More dogs. Dogs are great. Could show up in outdoor dining spaces. Good. And guess what? Not everybody's happy about it. Fuck you and your allergies. Get over yourself. Just in time, and this is coming in from the AP. Just in time for summer dining season, the U.S. government has given its blessing to restaurants that want to allow pet dogs in their outdoor spaces. We're yeah, so not backwards. Only local, not local, not state, but the federal government. We're so backwards. Trust me, I, I love you. Dealt with them when you came down here. You had your dogs with you. It limited where we can go to eat. I'm all about dogs in the food space, but logically, we're so fucking backwards. And now the federal government saying, "Hey." It's okay. The one animal that people are deathly allergic to, bring them on out. But I swear to God, I was at Culver's, mm-hmm. and they had to post a notification sign, much like our friends at Five Guys have to warn the public that there's peanuts on premise. You know, I don't ever see that at Five Guys out here. It's usually a sticker on the door now. It says Wait, something along the lines of... You mean you can't tell by the boxes of peanuts, peanuts when you on, walk yeah. into the place? So, um, it, hold but, on. The sign said, and this has to do with what we were just talking about allergies and all that. The American Allergy uh, Board, whatever, has now added to the list as a allergic allergen to the level of peanuts and their deadliness. Fucking sunflower seeds. We have destroyed our kids' immune system so bad that now well, seed oil is bad for you. They have to warn people that there's sunflower seeds in some of their buns. Well, We're doomed. moving back to doggos, even though nearly half the states already allow canine dining outdoors, the issue is far, far from settled. While many diners and restaurants are pushing back against the increasing presence of pooches, uh, restaurants have been required to allow service dogs for decades, as mm-hmm. we know. But it wasn't until the mid-2000s that a handful of states, including Florida and Illinois, began passing laws allowing dogs in outdoor dining spaces, according to the Animal Legal and Historical Center at Michigan State University. That's a long fucking... They couldn't come up with like a 38-letter acronym? Yeah, it would have helped. <laughs> uh, 23 states uh, now have such laws and re- or regulations, but the legal landscape is confusing. Michigan law doesn't allow dogs in outdoor dining spaces, for example, but lets restaurants apply for variants from their county health department. It goes back to the patchwork thing, right? Yep. That's how it works. So in 2020, the Conference of Food Protect for Food Protection, a group of food industry and health experts that advises the government, asked the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to issue guidance for states. It cited the 2012 risk assessment in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, that's great places to always base your shit on. Well, they're the people who outlawed your dog, too. Yep. That found that the health risk to human diners from dogs was very low. Okay, I do agree with that one. Especially outdoors, because uh, the wind's blowing. Exactly. The FDA updated the food. Why did it just move? Yep, the FDA's updated food code issued last year says restaurants can now have dogs in outdoor areas if they get approval from local regulators. Still passing it down to the rec- mm-hmm. local restaurants should have signs saying dogs are welcome and they should develop plans to handle dogs and their waste. 
and should ensure dog remains properly restrained and provided separate food bowls so dogs don't use plates or utensils, which most places do. We got a, there's a chain out of California that's here called Lazy Dogs. They got a whole thing. They got a dog menu and everything. It's actually pretty cool. Um, well, like when we were growing up in Ohio, I think the rule of thumb, I mean, it wasn't like a law, but the rule of thumb is, is if they served food or cut hair, you couldn't bring the dog in. Yeah, pretty much. So as a new guidance come, as U.S. pet ownership is rising nearly 87 million. Dogs are best. House, 87 million, I almost said thousand, but 87 million U.S. households now have a pet, up from 85 million in 2019. Do you think According dogs to- now surpass the number of guns in this country? <laughs> I think we still have more guns. I think we still have more guns. Well, I mean, because we're, like, we're somewhere between 350 million. And now you do got to out of that 87 million. How many houses have more than 10? Well, that's true. There's some houses with more than 10 dogs, but you have two dogs. But I, I personally have more guns than dogs, so I guess, yeah. I do, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do, too. The new guidance, kind of blah, blah, blah. as experts say, more people are looking for dining options that uh, will accommodate their dogs. Yelp searches for business. Using dogs allowed filter jumped 58% between the years ending in May 2021 and the year ending in May 2023. Yes, I actually used a website called... Uh, Fido or something that for restaurants when I was down there. Yeah. Um, and, and it worked out. Actually, most of the places down downtown would have been pet friendly if we felt like going down there. Downtown's nice. Like, downtown River yeah, District, they've spent a lot of time and energy and effort. And despite all the homicides we have down here, it's still a good place. No, I actually uh, really, I think, you know, next time we come back, we'll definitely stay in that area. I think it was like a perfect location for yeah. everything. Uh, what else have we got here? Blah, blah, blah. Clark County. Cracks down on illegal swap meet in northeast. Oh Las no! Vegas. Someone's not paying their sales taxes. Let's crack oh, them, boys. It's a little. It's a little. It's not what you think. Unregistered Resident guinea pigs. Las Vegas neighborhood says an illegal swap meet has taken over their block. Vendors started selling items near the intersections of Cary Avenue and Betty Lane, approximately eight months ago. It's every single weekend. They can make a buck in front of their yards. Like everybody else with yard sales, they don't need to come into my neighborhood, said a woman who lives nearby but does not want to be identified. For good reason. The woman said that the weekly events go from dawn till dusk and expressed concerns about the noise littering and the influx of strangers who she used to consider it was a calm, quiet community. Ruffians. We get up and we can hear at four o'clock in the morning people yelling and screaming and fighting over spots and loud music. And it's just a lot of fighting and a bunch of congestion, according to the woman. I get it, man. I've seen we've had meltdowns. I mean, you know, we we never we're not the people that drop dimes on people. We like people to be be you, do your thing, party all the goddamn time. But But one night respect for your neighbors, that's a that's an issue. One night they started partying. They had a DJ outside. They started playing mariachi music through a PA system, like mm-hmm. local band quality PA system For at noon. By four in the morning, Carrie was losing her shit. She was flashing the lights and this, like, screaming, turning. And, like, there's at this point, there's, like, five drunk people in the backyard, and they still have the DJ out there under the lights with his... And it's like, come on, guy. It's been going on for 14 hours. Just... Knock it off for a little bit. You're sleep deprived, and it's 15, 20 feet from my back window. Do you all have a noise ordinance there? Yeah, 
but we don't want to be the one to call the cops. No, but you're it. just like, oh my god, just you know, could you stop at three in the morning? It's fucking five. It's now Sunday. People are going up, getting up to go to church. I just want to go to sleep. Yep. So a spokesperson or a Clark County mouthpiece sent over this statement. Clark County is very concerned with this illegal swap meet and the effect it is having on the neighborhood quality of life. We are looking for an alternative location where properly licensed businesses can operate in a safe environment. We have uh, placed a cement jersey, the cement jersey barriers at the site to further. That's what now now your neighborhood's even more uglied up, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, At the site to further restrict access to the site. If the vendors are still there by this fall, construction on the carry road alignment will force the participants to move anyway. So they're almost waiting on construction because you can't go anywhere in this valley without running into a cone with nobody standing near it. That's Every crazy. time I go home, I find an alternate route. I'm running out of them because that alternate route ends up with cones on it and barrels. So, uh, yeah. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Paving is making a ton of money this year. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm uh, sure they are. What else we got going on here? Let's see here. Da, da, da. Got my shit together because I was chasing squirrels all over the place. Uh-huh. Squirrel. Ah, here you go. Hell. Los Angeles, California. May not be the kind of story you're expecting to come out of Los Angeles. And we're all going to read it for the first time together. Woo-hoo. L.A. volunteer police officer has been hospitalized after getting stung in the face by, well, a swarm of bees. African killer bees. You don't, everything's just bees now. Oh, all bees yeah. have rights to be. Uh, Los Unless Angeles, they identify as flies, then you can kill them. I have not heard anything about a killer bee once when I moved here. No, that, that like lost steam in the 90s. A volunteer officer reporting to a report of a bee swarm was hospitalized after getting stung multiple times in his face and collapsing onto the street in Los Angeles neighborhood. TV reporter, a TV news helicopter recorded dramatic footage of the attack Monday afternoon. Wow, the copter happened. That's what it was. The copter fucking pissed him off. Uh, afternoon in Encino area as the man flailed around while trying to swat the bees away. He tripped and fell, hitting his head on the ground. Uniformed volunteered officer was treated for a fractured eye socket and bee stings to his face and eyes. Uh, the LA, according to the LA police department on Tuesday, he was able, he was in stable condition. According to the statement, the officer and his partner were assisting with traffic control when the attack occurred. I bet those bees didn't get off late. Uh, Maybe they did. Oh, no, they die when they sting you, don't they? No, I think that's wasp. No, nope, I think it's the bees. I think the bees leave the barb in you, and the wasp can sting you multiple. Hmm. Uh, A professional bee removal service was called in the neighborhood of San Fernando Valley, which is northwest of uh, downtown L.A., according to the city's fire department. I do remember a couple of times here, since I've lived here, that, like, some beekeeper, uh, some some exterminators actually died from from bee stings. Yeah, it happens from time to time. Yeah. I guess cats, maybe, I don't know, maybe that some of them go into that business without checking their own allergies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people respond to bee stings in different ways. and Yeah, I've seen those stories where people just die. They get so many bee stings. It's insane. Taco Tuesday trademark tiff. Oh, no. Flares a new between fast food competitors coming out of. Cheyenne, Wyoming, of all places. 
Who came up with the term Taco Tuesday? That is the question for I you think today. There's a bar. Nope. And I actually know this restaurant because they had them in Bozeman. Declaring a mission to liberate Taco Tuesday for all, Taco Bell is asking U.S. regulators to force Wyoming-based Taco John's to abandon its long-standing claim to the trademark. Too many businesses and others refer to Taco Tuesday for Taco John's to be able to have exclusive rights to the phrase, according to Taco Bell in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office filing. That is, of course, dated Tuesday. It's uh, the latest development in a long-running beef, because we got to use the word beef, although that is a good show. We started watching that. Uh, Taco Tuesday. What show is that? uh, Beef? Beef, yeah. Is that a show? It is a show, and it has got Ali Wong in it, and uh, it's a very Asian-centric cast, very well-written so far, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's not what you think it's about. It's literally about having a beef uh, with somebody. So uh, That includes an NBA. Beef in the hip-hop terminology well it's even more old school than that but yes gotcha um that it included nba star lebron james making an unsuccessful attempt to claim the trademark back in 2019 yeah taco bell believes taco tuesdays is critical to everyone's taco or everybody's tuesday my apologies and deprived anybody of saying taco tuesday be it taco bell or anyone else who provides taco to the world is like depriving the world of sunshine itself according to the taco bell filing Oh, that's because it once it became a Facebook meme, Taco yep. Tuesday, or what is it? But tell me I'm pretty and buy me tacos or some shit like that. Yeah, or if you park two Tacomas next to each other on a Tuesday, it's Taco Tuesday, and that was a funny thing I sent you. A cool question of Taco Tuesday is over the years, it has succumbed to a genericide. A New York trademark law attorney, Emily Poehler, said, and that's the term for when a word or phrase becomes so widely used for similar products, or in this case, sales promotions, they're no longer associated with the trademark holder. Like when Google is now an adjective and not a company name to Google something. Or jacuzzi something. is everything for a hot tub, right? Yeah. So well-known examples of genericide victims are cellophane, mm-hmm. escalator, trampoline. You can go a lot of places with that word trampoline. Uh-huh. Uh, basically... That's what you're about, is you cannot trademark something that is now considered generic, according to Polar. That means it doesn't have any association with this particular source or product. James, a well-known taco lover. How, I don't know how him. How much of a taco lover <laughs> do you got to be to be well-known? Well, how well-known is he if we don't know who he is? I know a lot of taco lovers. I never heard of James. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, I know a few Jameses. I, don't, I think they prefer burgers. But he encountered this problem when he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday in 2019. The Patent and Trademark Offices in a ruling, ruling that didn't refer to Taco John's deemed Taco Tuesday too much of a commonplace term to qualify the trademark. Son of a bitch. Yep. So while drink. more than 2,700 locations in the United States and internationally, Taco Bell, a yum brand chain, along with famous fast food haunts such as Pizza Hut, KFC, and the Habit Burger Grill, did not know that, is vastly bigger than the Cheyenne-based Taco John's, begun as a which began as a food truck service more than 50 years ago. Taco John's now has about 370 locations in 23 mainly Midwestern and Western states. So I don't think Taco I think he's just going to get squished. So needless to say, there's a fight over Taco Tuesdays. So in case anybody who's a Tacoma owner feels like pulling out their instrument cluster. You'll find a neat little taco type. What is that called? Easter egg. Yeah. 
which I think is funny. It makes me wonder if maybe just a manufacturer of that part decided to throw I it. I like Jeep's Easter eggs better because it didn't require you to dismantle your car to find them. Like the Bigfoot that's walking in the, you know, like around your windshield, like above yeah. the stippling and all that. And yeah. the radio lines have like Bigfoot walking in the corner. And I think Carrie's brother had a Jeep flip down flop. In the corner. <laughs> Carrie's brother had like a flip flop on that plastic thing that goes over top of your uh, windshield wipers. Makes you wonder what the new Tacoma is going to have in it for an Easter egg. Maybe it'll be a little easier to see. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I that's, guess if yeah. you're buying cars for Easter eggs, I guess why not? Yeah, well, you know, that's where we are these days. Yeah. Everybody likes Easter. But I think that's it for this evening. I think that's about it for the show. We want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support for what we do over here. And please, if you haven't done so, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on that Patreon link. Sign up and subscribe. We have been giving stuff away lately, and uh, we're going to start doing that probably every two months or so as a thank you to our supporters. We're going to uh, just randomly pick people. And so if uh, you want a chance to win some cool prizes, head over to Patreon, sign up. It'll cost you a dollar a month, and it goes a long way to support what we do here at the show and at the network. And um, as always, please email us at info at d-410.com if you want to talk to us. Do you have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns? We really don't care, but we do want to talk to you. So send them our way and let us know what's going on for the uh, myself, Gordon, and Mike should be back next week. I'm trying to get my mouse working here, and we are going to get me a new mouse, but we are going to wrap it up and talk to you next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 